Welcome back to our studios here as we are live. Who this is? From the seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Who is that? Come on, who did this? Double J, I don't know. RC, RC knows. I don't know what he's doing. It's a wrestler. Who is it? The wrestler. Hulk Hogan? Is that Hulk Hogan? Nobody knows. Heartbreak Kid. The ultimate warrior, The ultimate warrior. You gotta shake those. You gotta shake the top rope. That's the reference black people know. The top rope. It's Culture Monday. That's the second black person reference. It's like 17 wrestlers did that. Last night, Aaron Rodgers playing with ribs and a thumb and everything else. As I segue us back, well done, Packers and Eagles. Sunday night football. There we go. That's Rodgers on the right. Jalen Hurts on the left. Rodgers in some trouble. Tip, pick, bang. Yeah, the pass rushing, passing situations got home for the Eagles. Forces Rodgers to move. He stays aggressive down the field. The ball slays, sticks on his guy. Popped up near early turnover. And that sets up this. Miles Sanders and the Eagles up two scores. Philly ran this play a bunch last night. You pull Lane Johnson from right tackle all the way around. Miles Sanders follows, walking touchdown. Eagles ran it all over him last night. I missed the extra point, so it's 13 nothing. Then the Packers had scored, so it's 13-7. And then Randall Cobb gives him the lead. Gave you some hope, right? Down in the red zone, little ball fake play action. I love the rip throw to pin it on Randall Cobb's chest. 14-13 Green Bay, but Jalen Hurts. Dominique, he ran for 103 yards in the first quarter. Did they? I don't know if they thought that was Joe Montana or they thought <laughs> that uh, Peyton Manning came back. But every play, it seemed like they needed to play, and he ran it. And that sets up the power for Sanders, and it is 20-14 to 14 in favor of the Eagles. Now, next Philly possession. The one thing you don't want to do is give him a turnover, Danny. A.J. Brown, second week in a row. A little bit loose with the football when he got it to, gets it in his hands. Green Bay rips it out, and then you got a convoy. Quay Walker, Jair Alexander leading the way. Massive turnover to set up a great field position for Green Bay. Packers defense getting them back in it. Now we're on the second and 20. And Aaron Rodgers, it hasn't been much of a season, but this is vintage Rodgers. Absolutely. Escape out the right side of the pocket, eyes downfield. Aaron Jones break away, and then a beautiful throw for a touchdown. That's spectacular. They miss an extra point, so we're tied to 20. We're still in the first half. Final 19 seconds. Hurts, Watkins, touchdown. This is probably his greatest development this year, throwing the ball down the field. One-on-one, -on -one, the go route, corner stays high. He takes a little off it to allow Quez Watkins to adjust. Back hip touchdown. So offense was the story of the first half, and then injury, the story of the second. Dan, look at Rodgers uh, getting. Very caught. similar to that interception. You get the stunt by the defensive line, and then there's just bodies just sandwiching Aaron Rodgers. You're going to see he's going to get a little ball fake here, dump it off to Christian Watkins, and then after that, something his body's telling, hey, something ain't right off those hits. Bent over, his ribs are hurting. He would go to the locker room. He would not return. Uh, you see there, we'll hear from him uh, after the highlight on just exactly what it was that he was feeling. But it's a rib. Uh, so on comes Jordan Love down two scores and gives them a chance. This looks like Green Bay's offense under Mountain Floor. Candidly, under center, ball fake one way. You get the wrap in from Christian Watson behind, ball out in front, and you see the big frame runaway speed. 63-yard touchdown, so it's 37-30. Now it's a 10-point game in the final two minutes. Love escaping the pocket, looking for Randall Cobb, but can't hit him. So they kick a field goal to make it 40-33, to 33, but that's the way it would end. Eagles run it for 363 yards. Aaron, talk to us. That's ribs. Um, and it was in the first half and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing and rotating my upper body. So I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well. So I want to get that checked out. Let's say you don't win next week with all the injuries. Is there a reason to 
finish the season out, or is it time to heal? Will it be time to heal up and take care of stuff? Yeah, I don't really want to take my mind there, but as long as as long as we're mathematically alive, I'd like to be out there. That's what he wants. Ryan Clark, should Aaron Rodgers play again this season for Green Bay? Not one single snap. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't even go to the facility. I'd go out there with the jungle cats. I'd go eat awalaska or whatever it is, and I'd hallucinate better days. I think about the time when I was two-time reigning MVP. Because right now, ain't it. This ain't what you want. The man ribs bust up. The man got a busted up thumb. You know the highlight of this man week every week, y'all, is when he gets to talk to A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee. Yeah. Because game times absolutely suck. He is getting killed behind this offensive line. People aren't getting open. And this team is actually worse because of him. Part of the reason this team isn't playing well is because Aaron Rodgers can't perform at an Aaron Rodgers-like level. And even last night when you're watching the broadcast and, and Chris Collinsworth is getting all excited because Aaron Rodgers throws the skinny in the double post and he's like, look, and when his hips are the right way, you can see him sling it out of his hand. Don't nobody care about that? What about when he threw it to Darius Slate? Right? But what about when Blankenship comes off the bench as an undrafted free agent and picks him off across the middle? This team is not a good football team. This team is underachieving in the defensive side of the football yeah. and also offensively in the skilled players' position. See what you have in Jordan Love. See if, if, if you're going to keep Aaron Rodgers fine. See if you can trade Jordan Love for somebody else that can catch the ball other than number nine. But Aaron Rodgers should not play. Look at your backup quarterback and figure out what you're going to do with this team going forward if Aaron Rodgers is not there. You agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it seems like there's no – I mean, I, I'm not a – I don't think we should move on from Aaron Rodgers going forward, but he needs to get healthy. Like, you're not going to – Aaron Rodgers isn't going to get better. He's not a young quarterback that needs some experience. The worst thing you can do is make him uh, – is hurt him more going this season. Yeah, you can go forward if you're out of the playoff hunt, see what you got in Jordan Love. I think they know what they have in Jordan Love. If they, okay. if they thought they had something special in Jordan Love, they wouldn't have signed Aaron Rodgers to the extension. They would have moved on from a while ago the same way they did Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers. So – uh, I, I think you still sit him down if you can. He's talking about my ribs feel like they punctured. Yeah, chill out. And I'm, I'm with RC. Whatever he was right. taking out there in the woods, get some of that. First of all, I wish I was as good at television as RC is, man. Nobody. Um, but here's the thing. I don't think this is an easy decision for Green Bay. I think it's the worst case scenario. Let's live in the world where we sit Aaron Rodgers down, right? We're four and eight, right? Green Bay's four and eight. Yes. You sit Aaron Rodgers down. Jordan Love comes in over the next four and eight. He's got five games left and plays good football, and you go four and one. What do you do next year? You tell me. That's my thing, though. Is there any question in your mind that Aaron Rodgers, assuming he wants to play, and that's always the big question. I still question think he could Rodgers. play at an incredibly high level. Me too. Exactly. So the question is, is he is the answer in Green Bay, stay with him? I, that's what I would do, absolutely. I think he has played subpar this year because of the people around him and the injuries. But what happens is, because th that's why I don't think it's an easy decision, RC. It is Jordan Love goes and plays. He goes 4-1, and one, plays good football. Then what do you do? Because you're going into year four of a guy that you took in the first round that at least the body of work that you have with him, the only time he played good and your team played better with him. But then do you bring Aaron Rodgers back and pay him? No, so, so, so Dan, my question is this. Are you saying, are you saying don't play Jordan Love in case he plays good? <laughs> no, I'm saying I don't think it's that easy, easy of a decision. No, I don't no. think it's that black and white. It is. I don't think it's that. Because then what would you do? What happens if you play Jordan Love and he plays poor? And then you're like, man, we got nothing for him. And we, 
But that's why it all depends on what Green Bay believes Aaron Rodgers' lack of performance is attached to this year. Do they think he can't play anymore? It's like you're making a problem where there isn't one. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. He had a rough year. He had some injuries. Yeah. Things didn't work out. But that's Green Bay has to believe that, right? Yeah, they Not do. you and I. They do. That's why they gave him $150 million or whatever they gave him. That's why they gave the him that Los money. Angeles Rams gave Jared Goff a gajillion dollars and they so, traded him. The Eagles gave Carson Wentz a gajillion dollars traded him. The best. None of those guys ever deserved. Don't you ever put but their name not. anywhere near Aaron Rodgers but again. He's the best reason to do this is what R.C. said in our first hour this morning, which is that Rodgers double-dutches with retirement yeah. every yeah. offseason. He may just decide to ride off into the sunset. That's the best reason that you need too. to figure out if you have another quarterback on your roster. That quarterback is named Jordan Love. The Packers traded up to take him two years ago. They could have just sat where they were and taken Jalen Hurts if they wanted to. He was drafted in the second round of that same draft. And what has he now turned into Ryan Clark? Listen, he is the most, he's the guy I trust the most in the entire NFC playoff picture to lead their team to a Super Bowl. You're asking me, give me one quarterback yeah. on one of the good teams, and Jalen Hurts is the guy I take. Jalen Hurts has not played a bad game this season. There's never been a point in this season you say, you know what? The Eagles are struggling because Jalen Hurts is playing bad. That has not been it. They are winning football games because of their quarterback. Defense not playing great? Just give it to Jalen. Offensive skill players ain't doing enough? Just give it to Jalen. He has really turned tragedy into triumph, right? When you're losing Carson Wentz, it's much like the diary of a mad black woman. Helen thought she was going to be married to Charles forever. Charles was a freaking scumbag. Charles comes home and says he's leaving her. And Jaylen then Helen got to move with Medea. And now she meets this pretty boy. He's a gorgeous man. His name is Orlando. He's played by Shamar Moore. But they don't necessarily want Orlando. Why? Because Orlando works on a moving truck and has great Christian values. That sound like Jalen Hurts to me. Jalen Hurts. And now you turn him into a pro bowler. She goes home, has to dang near drown Charles, and she got to run back to Orlando. So let's not play that. I think Give the man I, the money. He's earned it. He's the best quarterback in the NFC on a very good team. Jalen Hurts does look like the protagonist in all Tyler, Her all Tyler Perry films. He looks exactly, it's the eyes. But it's also, for me, it's the play. He's outstanding. He's been great through the course of <laughs> this incredible season that he's had so far. The only question hanging over him is one he can't answer until January, is how he's going to play in the biggest moment. We saw him in one playoff game last year. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. I think that what the, the point that you're making, R.C., is good. I don't want to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. But they are so loaded yeah. that... You can have bad, you can have bad games. So and someone will pick you up. So Dom, I said that in the offseason that this was the easiest place in the NFL to play quarterback, yep. Philadelphia, because the roster is so loaded. But the guy is playing at MVP level, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, and I don't want. I was so wrong on the difference between him and Carson Wentz in this situation in Philadelphia. Um, I feel worse about Philly today than I did going into the game, though. Candidly, I have no concerns about their offense. Zero. Their defense right now, the defensive line can't hold a double team when they try to stop the run. You could run it on them versus their four-man front or five-man front. There were some times last night where Green Bay was getting six, eight, ten yards of rip. The Giants are coming, Philly. Saquon Barkley, and you can't stop the pass game through the middle of the, over the middle of the field right now. We can sit here and ignore it because here's my we thing. We could go back. We could go back. You messed up because it sounded like you said the Giants are coming. You must admit somebody else. Saquon. The Giants. Washington's coming with Brian Robinson. I'm. I'm. All right. All right, the Giants. All right. Yep. All right. Yeah. We're talking about and them then. on a Super Bowl conversation, and you said the Giants San are coming. San Francisco's coming in their run game. 
Yeah, all right. Yeah, the run game is coming. All right, now that's why I thought you must have messed up. I thought you must have messed up. I thought you meant one of those teams no, that we actually. No, but they still got to play them. Our hey guys, so later, the, later the in other, this hour, we're going to identify the biggest threat to Philadelphia in the NFC. I will get to that. But RC, right now, is defense there? Is the run defense in particular the Achilles heel yes. that will Heaven, knock yes, the Eagles yes, out? Yes, and I, will I, feel coverage. I, I think. I think when we're going to start to name teams that can beat the Philadelphia Eagles. All of those teams are going to be teams that can run the football. Something that happened last night that I believe is underrated, too, is Chauncey Gardner, C.J. Gardner-Johnson no goes out. He has yeah, six interceptions on this year. He's leading the league in interception. He's a big reason why they've been great in pass defense. We have to monitor that as well. You lose that guy and you can't stop the run up front. I think those things can become issues as the playoffs get long, as the, the weather gets bad, and these run teams walk their way into that stadium. So that's just the beginning of the hour as we look back on a sensational Sunday in the NFL with so many storylines. Coming up next, Tampa Tom, terrible. The Bucks break down against the Browns. Was it the final straw for the greatest player the game has ever seen? Plus, it gets even worse for Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Screamed at by a member of his defense. Some of us wonder, what took so long? Was this the worst trade ever? Oh, answer next. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals tampa tom in cleveland yesterday bucks and browns early third quarter Brady, first and 10 at the 36. Chris Godwin there for 22. Since 2019, I've wanted more play action pass. Excuse me, 2020 for Tampa Bay. Brady's protected. Godwin looked like old Chris Godwin yesterday afternoon. And then he finds young Co Keeft 
uh, in the flat for a touchdown. Sometimes you got to give the big fellas a throw. They're going to pass the belly. Box is 17-10 lead. Can they hold it? That's the question. Answer, no. Third and 13. Here come Garrett and Clowney. One of the elite pass rushers in the NFL, Miles Garrett, matched up one-on-one with the backside tackle, gets to the quarterback. So the Browns have a chance to tie. Can that Tampa defense hold them? Answer, no. Neek, here comes Nick Chubb. Yeah, he's a big man. You better get out the way. He's a hard man to tackle. Quick, strong, quite possibly best running back. But here's your ball game, Danny. Fourth and ten, Njoku. What a great moment for Jacoby Brissett, though. That throw to Njoku, you got to give him a chance, but it's got to be almost perfect. Njoku with that one-handed catch, outstanding connection, credit Jacoby Brissett on the throw. Left-handed, one-handed uh -huh. snag. Tied at 17 to overtime we go. Now, pay, pay very little attention to Brady's throw to Mike Evans. That's not the important part of this play. Tristan Wirfs down and he would not get up. One of the best tackles in all of football. The young players played 96% of the snaps with Tom Brady. That's a big loss. And then perhaps not coincidentally, Brady sacked again. Browns force a punt in the overtime. Final minute, Amari Cooper wide open. Wet surface, he gets a double move on the corner. He's playing man coverage, pushes up, stutters his feet and goes by him. Defender falls down, Jacoby finds him. That leads to this final half minute of overtime. In goes Chubb. Down go the Bucks. 23-17. Cleveland gets the win. Let's hear from both quarterbacks who were once teammates after the game. Yeah, I mean it's in no disrespect. Uh, but in the words of Tom Brady, that was awesome. <laughs> we just didn't score enough points, you know. So 17 points isn't going to do it. And that's basically what we've been doing all year. All right, so, you know, we all made this observation earlier with the two legendary quarterbacks both losing yesterday and, and maybe in some ways some finality. And look how they looked afterwards. Here are the two legends after their games <laughs> standing at the point. They just played in cold weather games. Uh, just look at the deflation, the devastation. Like we, just talked about, uh, yeah, we just talked about Rodgers. Let's talk about Brady. I mean, this loss felt like the end of something, R.C., coming off of a couple of wins and a little momentum and a bye week. To go out and lose that game that way, what do we say this morning? Well, I think, first off, it's an organizational failure, but you have to point to Tom Brady as well. Tom Brady has been known as the ultimate fixer, the ultimate closer, the ultimate locker room guy that can be a force multiplier, as Mike Tannenbaum often likes to say. He had opportunities late in that game to make some throws that allow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to steal this win, allow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to lead Cleveland with the W. And Tom Brady just didn't do it. Tom Brady didn't make those plays. Tom Brady didn't manage the clock as well as many people here think that he could have. And so when you look at all of these things, you think about this entire season. And this entire season, they haven't been able to run the ball and they haven't been able to stop the run defensively. And then offensively, Tom Brady has not been able to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of their deficiencies. And is that all his fault? No. The reason he went there because he didn't want to have to do that with the team. But when you think about yesterday and where this team could have placed themselves, will they win the NFC South? Probably. But this is the end of Tom Brady having an opportunity each and every year to win a Super Bowl just because he's in the locker room. And I think that's sad for all of us who know how great Tom Brady truly is. I agree. And, Nick, you made an interesting comment earlier that it, it feels like this team doesn't have the one thing you would think they should have plenty of, and that's leadership. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's the most powerful man in the building. Like, the coach that they had last year is no longer the coach, in part because Tom Brady wasn't feeling that. So once you get down on the field, someone needs to take charge, whether it's Bowles or, or Leftwich or Brady, which I think we all expect. Someone needs to provide the leadership that forces this team to make the right decisions in good situations. Like, they do so many things 
that you expect young teams to do. Not a team that has most of their players have big rings on their right hands mm -hmm. because of Tom Brady. And they get out mm -hmm. there and do these foolish things, and it doesn't make sense because it's week after week after week. They can't seem to fix it. They can't seem to address it. And I, there's nothing that they do well. The only thing I'll take. The only thing they do well is Tom catch throw. Get the ball to quarterback's hands. I've said for three years, run more play action pass. Tom Brady, when he runs play action pass, is a top five quarterback, top seven quarterback this year. When he doesn't, he's bottom seven. Uh, it's not that hard. They don't do it enough. Also, their run game, if you can't run the football against the Cleveland Browns, I don't care if you win the NFC South, but this is why if you don't run play action, Nick and RC know this. Those second level defenders, there's never anything that we call conflict. This is how you get unblocked defenders because they can completely sell out towards your run. There's no hesitation. There's no doubt in their minds. For some reason, Tampa Bay won't do it. Look at this nickel. There's no, how do you expect him to get blocked? He has no fear of anything else that you're going to do off of it, Tampa Bay. You're good at play action. You just don't do it nearly enough with a quarterback who's 45 years old and you can't protect. So uh, whether you, I still think the division comes down to week 18. No one fears you. Mike Evans couldn't get open yesterday. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he was completely shut down. Uh, there's nothing about this football team that I can sit here on tape and tell you that they're good at other than play action. They don't do it enough and or that teams are going to fear. That's why I want Atlanta to win the division because at least they're creative. And, and, and at least they're sort of fun to watch. The Buccaneers just look miserable most of the time. That was a huge step back. Meanwhile, let's do Sunday superlatives here. Uh, Dan, what was the most impressive thing to you in the entire NFL yesterday? Yeah, Mike White stepping in for the Jets at quarterback. There's a lot of pressure trying to step in for a team that's playoff caliber. The ball got out of his hands. He found his young playmakers in Garrett Wilson. He found his young playmakers in Elijah Moore. He ran the offense. I have said this all year about the Jets. If the quarterback doesn't try to be the star and allows the play caller and the scheme to be the star, you can be good. Credit Mike White. Not only was he that, he was great. If he plays that style, they got a chance. We're going to talk more about him in a little bit. Meanwhile, Nick, what was your biggest disappointment? I have to say it was the Seahawks defense. Like, they are a young crew that has been playing better occasionally, but it's really sad to see them not be able to show up yesterday, in part because we see a lot of defenses being let down by their quarterbacks this year. Geno Smith was balling in that game. I want to be able to come in today and talk about how great Geno is, how awesome that offense is, how surprising this team is. But they lost to the Raiders, a team that we don't think is very good. INRC, what was your favorite play? It's from the same exact game. It's Josh Jacobs' game-winning, I guess you call it, runoff of <laughs> 86 yards. You think about this dude. He goes for over 300 yards of total offense yesterday, 230 yards rushing, and he has a play where in overtime, he gets the football untouched and scores. I mean, this time, Derek Carr is actually crying for the right reasons after the game. <laughs> Josh Jacobs has been, has been absolutely phenomenal throughout this season, and he made sure to let them know that he should be a guy that should be re-signed and not let go like another first-rounder that was drafted his same year. Uh, that was actually a, a very exciting game. If you yeah. watch it from start to there, some of the games in the later window yesterday, not the most glamorous teams, but very entertaining games. Uh, in the meantime, it has gone from bad to worse to now even worse in Denver. Has the Broncos defense had enough of its quarterback? Take a look. You will hear from Russell on exactly what that was, and we will tell you what it means. Plus, back to that man. Have what a Jets, wink. Have they found their Mr. Right and Mr. White? We'll answer that question right after this. Get up on ESPN.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Back on Get Up, and if you need a wake-up call, how about Jaguars Radio, the play of the season for Jacksonville? Shotgun for Trevor. He drops. He looks. Fires left side of us. Good! 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 Zay Jones catches it! The two-point conversion is good! Jacksonville has taken the lead! How good is that? It was very good, and Trevor Lawrence was very good. Meanwhile, let's run the hurry up through some other notes. Dan, how about Lamar Jackson in that same game? This is uh, Lamar yesterday. Yeah, I thought Lamar forced the ball on first and second down way too often. Now in the red zone, they weren't great. Multiple situations where it matters the most, where someone's got to get open down there. They don't have a guy right now outside of Mark Andrews that can be relied upon that. The run game's still really good. Lamar's still making a playmaker. Play, uh, he is still a playmaker. Another late game turnover for this offense really hindered them. Got to be better on first, second down with our decision making. Defense blew another lead too. Neek, how about Cincinnati? Yeah, I think the Bengals are better uh, as a team this year than they were last year, in part because Joe Burrow keeps getting better. Mm. Nothing special about him. All the quarterbacks that are great right now in the league came into great situations. He's the only one that came into a trash situation and still turned it into great. Now they're building up around him. They're going to be pretty good for a long time. And winning without Jamar Chase right now. Then RC, how about this moment here? Mike Purcell yelling at Russell Wilson coming off the field. I mean, listen, this is about the frustration that the defense is starting to feel. And they understand that Russell Wilson is supposed to be the leader of that offense. He was supposed to change things from Teddy Bridgewater last year. And those things aren't happening. I mean, right now, they're giving fake hugs in the locker room like Q and Bishop off of juice because you know your boy just ain't right. And when you are giving $250 million before you ever take a snap for a team, you are expected to play better than this and need to play better than Russell Wilson is. Well, you saw it, and, and uh, it, it trended immediately. Again, Mike Purcell yelling at Russell Wilson on the field as the Broncos lose again, their offense awful again. Here was Wilson being asked about it after the game. He was pissed off. He just said, we got we to F and go, you know, and uh, I agree, you know. So me and him on the same page, we, you know, we're, there's no, uh, there's no uh, animosity there at all. We, we're on the same page. We, we, we got to win. 
Now, they're not winning, and if their offense was doing anything, they would be. RC, you've got sort of an interesting looking, <laughs> uh, the body language is fascinating. Go. Guys, like I told y'all, right? Oh, in the offseason, oh. in the offseason, everybody, no, this is not for you guys. This is for the public. This okay, is not okay. for you. <laughs> in the offseason, everybody in my DMs, Black America was just disgusted with me. Why would you tear another black man down and say <laughs> that he's not going to lead them to the Super Bowl? Told you. <laughs> I ain't lied, did I? Listen, when we looked at Russell Wilson and what he was able to do in Seattle, there was never a year where we said to ourselves, you know what, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in football. And there was a time I played him in 14 on that night. I thought he was. There was never a time that Russell Wilson was transcendent of what a team could be or what a team could do. Never a time where he carried an offense. And I said, coming into this season, plugging in Russell Wilson to Denver does not mean you have a Super Bowl-ready offense. Well, guys, you don't even have a winning team offense. You don't even have a team that can compete in the AFC West offense. Hell, they probably could compete in the AFC South. And that's why you see this type of energy. I say it all the time to my kids and to my wife. Expectations are the largest breeding grounds for disappointment. It was all right last year because you didn't expect to be good. When you got Russell Wilson and he took the picture in front of his truck in his own jersey, coming to training camp, you thought that everybody in the stands would be wearing that jersey too. Now, people want to burn them like when LeBron took his talents to South Beach. <laughs> this offense, if they were average, this team would be playoff contenders. And the they problem. can't even do that with a $250 million man. I think the problem is that uh, Russell Wilson went to Mile High, but he didn't take his talents with him. Mm. He left his <laughs> talents in Seattle. I think they'd be pretty happy if this was like when LeBron went to South Beach. Even though they fell short of the championship the first year, there was an immediate impact. The problem is, part of this problem is their defense is so good. Like, I think that, that breeds, uh, like, a, a resentment. Yeah, and it, yeah. They're looking at Russell Wilson the same way the Jets are looking at Zach Wilson. And that is not a good place to be when you are committed to um, Russell financially in a way that they're yeah. not committed to Zach. So this is a, a huge problem. Look, two coaches are going to get fired in Denver before they're going to give up on Russell Wilson, right? His, his situation, the brand-new ownership came in and gave him a quarter of a billion-dollar contract. It was the first thing they did. They're not giving up on Russell for a long time. When you consider the contract, Danny, and you consider everything they traded to get him. I mean, I'm seeing the words worst trade ever all over the internet right now. It feels that way because the, the things that hindered this offense and Russell's performance in the first month of the season that you could blame on the newness haven't gotten better. There, there is still this significant struggle to operate simple plays versus simple defenses. This offense has scored 14 touchdowns and 128 possessions. That is the worst rate in the NFL in the last decade. The Cleveland Browns went 0-16 in the course of that decade. Mm. Think about how bad you have to be offensively to get that done. And this is where Denver is, to Dom's point. They got a Super Bowl-caliber defense. So they can't sit here and say, well, we're just going to get rid of the quarterback, sit there and say, we made the mistake and eat the salary cap issue, because then you get rid of all that young talent defensively that can win you a ton of games with. I have no idea what the Broncos are going to do. They're obviously going to move on from Nathaniel Hackett, and that's disappointing because I think he's a pretty darn good coach. And right now it's like they have to choose the quarterback because of the finances, 
but doesn't feel like that's the right decision for them moving forward with the way he's played this year. I mean, and they've literally only scored 20 points twice the entire season. It, that, that, that question on the bottom of your screen is not hyperbole. It's not nice, but it is the reality of the situation. It's feeling like as bad a deal as there has ever been. Meanwhile, you mentioned young quarterbacks. Well, uh, quarterbacks named Wilson. Yes. Uh, this has been a rough week for them. Russell in one case and Zach is the other because in Mike White we trust, say the Jets and their fans. Uh, this was a day that was supposed to be about Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, the two first-round picks from last year. It wasn't. It was about Mike White and Garrett Wilson. I I've said it all year. Just throw it to 17. You love the physicality of Garrett to get through that tight coverage. Mike White finds him. Then this dagger concept. Ball fake. You got a big in route crossing the field from Garrett Wilson. Ball comes out on time just over that linebacker. And then he's special with the ball in his hands with his twitchiness. Good run and catch. 54 yards. So he's got two quick scores. Jets have the early lead and then they unleash their pass rush. They got multitudes of people. My big thing would be block them. Um, but my, they got a bunch of <laughs> different people that could win pass rush situations. Bryce Huff gets home there. Greeny, then the ability to drift in the pocket. Realize I got a good receiver in Elijah Moore. Float the ball over the defense. Another touchdown for the Jets. Elijah Moore, who again has been the forgotten man so much of this year. So Mike White, 315 passing yards, three touchdowns, no picks after the game. His teammates sort of mobbing him in celebration as he's doing his interview on the field with Pam Oliver. Just sort of a jovial moment at the end of what was a brutal week for the Jets, or at least a, a, a week with so much dysfunction and controversy and question and all the rest of that. And so here's the question, Dominique. Does Zach Wilson start another game for the Jets this season, yes or no? No, yeah. Mike White got the juice now. They're going to they, they let Zach fall just like Q did Bishop at the end of that film. It's done. Yeah. I hope that Zach bounces back somewhere else. I hope this is a learning moment for him, and he humbles himself and figures out how he can become the quarterback that they thought he was with that high draft pick. But it ain't going to be at the end of this year. He going to fall right off that rooftop just like Bishop. Is that right, R.C.? Is Zach Wilson, at least for this season, done? for the Jets? <laughs> I'm just so happy Dom's here today. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fine. We have a good time, man. I'm in such man. a good mood. Um, <laughs> it's our show. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I I think Zach Wilson is done <laughs> this year. Wait, and I, and I believe go. that causes a problem for the New York Jets as well. And listen, I'm not saying that Mike White can't be your quarterback of the future. And if he continues to play like he did yesterday against a beat-up Chicago Bears secondary, I think you can make that case. But that's not the way it was meant to be. And it's going to take a strong head coach and Robert Sala to say, you know what, we're going to continue playing with Mike White and Zach Wilson is going to sit. But I believe that's something that the public needs to know. I believe that's something that his locker room needs to know. That, sh that shot we show of... Mike White's teammates mobbing him after the game doesn't have sound. So we don't necessarily know what they're saying. But I can tell you what I'm hearing. When they're punching him and pushing him around, they're, they're not saying, hey, we love you, Mike White. They're saying, you're not Zach Wilson. You're not the <laughs> other guy. We're so happy you're not him. I'm so glad you're playing and he's not. They have a feeling of togetherness. They have a feeling that they can go out and win. And they also like him. You don't understand how important it is and how much it matters when you actually like your teammates and you want to see them do well and not just because it makes your team play better. Mike yeah. White is the, the quarterback to me going forward this season and you cannot play Zach Wilson and I think that's the biggest issue for this team. The reality is this, Mike White is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Now Zach Wilson's more talented and has probably a higher, quote-unquote, the ceiling thing that people... But Mike White quarterbacks the football team better. 
Zach Wilson and this offense haven't looked like this all season, the way they did yesterday. The ball comes out quicker. Uh, here's the reality, though. We say this all the time in the NFL. It's not for long, right? It's week to week. You can't worry about the future if you're the New York Jets. You have to live in the now if you're Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, their general manager. Who plays the position best right now for our football team? Not what, what do we do with the number two pick? We'll deal with that when we have to deal with that. Right now, you're a playoff football team. And you got a chance to beat anybody in the AFC. I honestly believe that. I think the Jets can, and that includes the Chiefs and the Bills. They, they just beat the Bills. They can beat anyone in the conference. All they need is competent quarterback play. They have not lost a game this year when they have scored 17 points on offense. If you're not good enough with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and a good offensive line and a great scheme and multiple tight ends to score 17, then you don't belong in the NFL. Mike White's the guy right now. Rex Ryan, who is normally with us on these Mondays, texted me, if this team gets professional play from the quarterback, they can go a long way in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yesterday, he certainly looked like a professional. Meanwhile, we got college basketball coming away. 24th annual ACC Big Ten Challenge tomorrow. Doubleheader starts with number 16, Illinois, hosting Syracuse. And then you get number five, Virginia, taking on Michigan. Two great matchups on ESPN. And you can watch the action on the ESPN app. Coming up, fly, Eagles, fly. Jalen runs all over the Packers, but not every one of our crew came away impressed. You will hear why in just a moment. But first, in the absence of Rex, here we go, Dan. The pressure is on you because Rex has been perfect on these questions. Which player has the NFL record for career games with 150 rushing yards? That's the question. The answer's next. Get up on ESPN. Play up. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Snap to Hurts, quarterback draw, 25-20. Inside the 10, Jalen Hurts. Tied at 20, Hurts sets deep down the right sideline. Touchdown! My goodness! Hurts, fires, touchdown! A.J. Brown! Full speed on the tires, no matter what game I'm in, just know that I Jordan Love completes the pass, Swanson! Touchdown! And that should about do it. And the Philadelphia Eagles are going to come away with a seven-point win over the Green Bay Packers. Jalen Hurts sensational ran for over 150 yards last night. Dan seems to think he knows it. Which player has the record for most 150-yard rushing games? Well, Hembo knew I was going to answer this question today, so that's how I phrased it that way. So naturally, you're like, man, is it Emmett Smith? 
No, it's not Emmett, because that's too obvious. Is it Eric Dickerson with my, me and his glasses, sport goggles? Nope, that's too obvious. Where was I drafted, Greeny? Uh, the Detroit Lions. Who, who's the best back ever for the Detroit Lions? Oh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Let's go. Barry Sanders. Let's go. Let's go. Ah, Hembo. Where's Rex? Rex, I told you I had your back. Here he comes, Rex. Hey, go ahead. Hey, hey, Rex, Rex. Boom! <laughs> Let's go! Eddie Sanders with 25, followed by Jim Brown, Walter Payton, and Adrian Let me Peterson. Get the iPad. In the meantime, let's show everybody, Dan. That's well done. I thought you were going to get it wrong. No. Let's show everybody just what Jalen Hurts does so effectively. Yeah, so the Eagles do a great job of designing their run game, and it's so difficult to play them in man coverage. Third and six, what they're going to do. It spreads you out. Now, when you're playing, man, everybody's got a guy, right? I want everyone at home to pay attention to really those two linebackers in the middle of the field, right? When I show you these two linebackers, this guy, he's on Jason Kelsey, who's the center. He's on his left. And this guy, he's on Jason Kelsey's right. Now, what they do a great job is understanding that, and they're going to take this tailback, and they're going to send him in motion going that way. Now, when that tailback goes, this linebacker, who, again, is playing in man-to-man coverage and started on Jason Kelsey's right, He's now going to follow him, so you're now taking a guy out of the box. What you're going to do is this. You're going to run these guys off. This receiver, you're going to run the out route. That's going to pull that guy out of there. I pulled two people out of the conversation here, right? Now, everybody at home, I told you that Jason Kelsey and that linebacker started on his left. When it calls the quarterback draw, everybody's got their guy, and all I need Jason Kelsey to do is go up, and I've already created that leverage. Get in his way. I don't need you to crush him. Quarterback draw, create that leverage. Look at everybody's left that box. Mm. Kelsey's got an easy block to just stand in the way of that linebacker. Jalen Hurts gets that quarterback draw on 36 versus man coverage. Great run. Now I'm going to design something called a quarterback counter bash. What you're going to get is a bunch of down blocks front side. Down block, down block, down block. We're going to pull the backside guard and the backside tackle to lead block. Now here's the read part of it for everybody at home. This defender. Okay, Jalen Hurts is going to have vision on him as that defender stands there, and here comes this tailback coming on this horizontal ball fake. Now, if this defender, for some reason, follows that tackle and steps down, Jalen Hurts is going to give this ball to a tailback, and we're going to out-leverage the defense, okay? Now, if this defender just hangs a little bit in nosy, Jalen Hurts is going to fake the ball to this back and become the ball carrier for himself following those front side pullers. Great job of reading that defender. Those frontside pullers are frontside, and Jalen Hurts has a huge chunk in their run game. Jalen Hurts is the ideal quarterback to live in this offense where you can get so creative in your design run game. You saw it in the quarterback draw. You saw it in the counter bash. He's reading that defender. Really big run game. If Rex was here, he'd be saying he runs the ball like a tailback because Rex says that every single week, and we'll make our way back over to the set here where Neek is waiting. And, RC, I'll start with you because the Eagles, look, they clearly right now, if this was college football, they would be the number one team in the country. They only have one loss, so they would be number one in the NFC. But I ask you right now, as we head, you know, past Thanksgiving, so now we're really in the nitty-gritty, who is the biggest threat in the NFC to the Eagles right now, RC? I think it's the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, I, you can obviously add the Dallas Cowboys into that. But when you think about what D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, has that defense doing, the way that they fly around on the second level with guys like Fred Warner and Greenwell, the way they play up front, you know, led by Bosa, I think what they can do defensively is actually one of the teams that can stifle or stifle what Philadelphia Eagles have offensively in Jalen Hurts in that run game. 
And also when you think about offensively having the, 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 the diversity and all of their different skill players to go from CMC to Debo Samuel to Brandon yeah. Ayub to George Kittle and also a guy like Kyle Shanahan, I believe that is one of the tougher matchups both schematically and based on roster that the Philadelphia Eagles can have in the entire playoffs. Yeah, we didn't, I haven't shown you the highlight today. San Francisco, a fairly easy win uh, against New Orleans yesterday, shutting them out. Uh, so that's one vote for San Francisco. Who's the biggest threat? Yeah, I got to go Dallas. I think the San Francisco defense is incredible. The Dallas defense is not that much worse. They're just as good in many areas. But more importantly, they have an offense that you can trust. I think the 49ers offense can be explosive, but also it came up a little bit lame yesterday in that game. They can do that from time to time. That's not what you're getting with the Cowboys. You're going to need to score points. We just saw that um, Dan did that great touchscreen about how good that Eagles offense is. You're going to have to have a team that's going to be able to put up those points and have a quarterback that can overcome um, his coaching on occasion, and that's not what I expect to see from uh, So your vote is basically Dak over Jimmy G is what gives you the confidence in Dallas right, over the nine. Comparable defenses, and I go Dak over Jimmy G. Uh, it's San Francisco, and candidly, I'm closer to placing San Francisco as the actual team to beat in the whole Ooh, conference oh, wow. than I am thinking that Dallas is the team that is most capable of beating Phil. Dallas, in the last three weeks, this is why we don't trust the Cowboys. Three weeks ago, you get the, the loss on the road to Green Bay when you collapse in the fourth quarter. Then you dump trunk Minnesota, and then you kind of squeak by the Giants this past week on Thanksgiving when they have absolutely nobody left because of all their injuries. You can't do that in the playoffs. And the reality is this for San Francisco. I get it. We don't trust Jimmy G. It's not He don't got to do a ton. They have so many different people to throw. The, I don't like their pass protection right now, but that defense – and let me be very clear. If D'Amico Ryans is anybody who's a good offensive mind that's going to go with him, he should be the number one head coaching candidate next year. Their defense is so stinking good. I think San Francisco is right neck and neck with Philadelphia more than I think Dallas is. Yeah, and I'm going to say Dallas just because that's I, what I do. And it's right. Um, and and I, I don't <laughs> like a show. They played Thursday, and I wasn't here Friday, so I was very hurt by that. So I didn't get a chance to say, how about them Cowboys after they come off of their win? But I, I, I tend to actually, in an honest moment, kind of lean towards the 49ers right this minute as well to be, I mean, I, again, I will never not pick the Cowboys because that's just the way the get-up works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need, the, we need, I need the Cowboys playing yeah. deep into January, but the 49ers would scare me to death. Everything about the 49ers would scare me to death not if everything. I'm playing them in the playoffs. Not everything. Everything. That quarterback doesn't lose games. I know he doesn't like, scare you He's like Tyler, Steve Young, bro. His record's like playing. Steve Young's record or something crazy. Yo, like. yo, I thought we were past this. I know on sometimes on Wednesday I got to deal with quarterback as a winning stat, but I thought on Monday we was past We don't live in that world. Stat. We don't live in that world. I mean, world. come on. Let's be serious. I We saw what their team was last year in the playoffs. Their defense won them two games. At some point, you're going to need your quarter. They won yeah. them two games when the quarterback played poorly. At some point, I just, you're going to need your guy to step up. I just up. think there's so many people to throw the ball to. I don't think, like, hey, my, get to your third progression. It's George Kittle. Yeah. You know? Or hand it to one easy. of them. RC, give us a quick final word. No, I, I think I agree with Dan on that. It's not necessarily about, like, Jimmy Garoppolo just has to be a very good point guard right now. Get yeah. the football out of your hands Chris to Paul. your playmakers and allow them to make big plays. And I think that's the difference from the previous years. And they're as, good, as explosive as Dallas's defense is, the 49ers scares me even more. Anyway, first take is coming up top of the hour, continuing all these conversations and more. Should the Packers shut down Aaron Rodgers? Are the Ravens contenders or pretenders? Molly, Stephen A., and the playmaker, Michael Irvin. <laughs> Next.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, Monday Night Football tonight. T.J. Watt and the Steelers. Jeff Saturday and the Colts. 8 Eastern, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, the ESPN app. Kick it off with Monday Countdown, 6 Eastern. All of us like the Colts except for Ryan Clark, who is riding with his beloved uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's how we see it tonight. Again, Michael Irvin coming up top of the hour. First take, what's he going to say? Oh, you guys think that Jalen Hurts is all right. <laughs> but he ain't great. He's not great like Dak Rain Prescott. That boy is so cold that you don't need to tell him to play great. He was born great. Telling Dak to be great is like telling a fish to get wet. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Danny, Chilla. shaking. Finish yes. It with, finish it with the joke. All right, RC, I need you to be RC for me <laughs> okay. in this moment, too. You got to cheer him you up. Got, I like, to, I like okay. to stay in shape, right? You know, like, yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah. deal to me. Yeah. So, like, every morning, I announce to my family that I'm going to go for a jog. Mm. Yeah. And then I never actually end up going. <laughs> it's a running joke. <laughs> well done. I, I like it. I my like girl runs it. everywhere. My girl ain't never walked joke. in his life. Every morning. I love it, Daniel. Take now. I'm a playmaker. <laughs> just hope.